Welcome to the Meta Skincare Podcast, where we educate our listeners about everything and anything related to the skincare industry. My name is Emily, esthetician and skincare educator, and I will be your host. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Emily here, your host, better known as the Meta Fairy. And today we are jumping into another skin disorder that is very, very common, especially amongst us women, melasma. So this is very convenient for me because I am presently like pre-recording these episodes and they will air in, um, I think, early July. We're getting back to work. So for me, this is great because I'm diving deep back into my jam you know I'm researching what I'm doing just to make sure my facts are good I'm researching my old textbooks and just kind of like making my brain work a little bit more because we've been at home for like the past three months not working really so this is great because for me this is kind of like a recap on melasma and I thought I would share this with you because a lot of our clients do suffer I mean I say suffer like it's a super dangerous thing but it's not melasma is not dangerous at all it's basically a pigmentation disorder that is unfortunately the common trigger of this skin disorder are hormones and that is why it hits women more than men because of the hormone fluctuation that we go through during our entire lives so melasma is not a typical uh, pigmentation disorder it is not treated the same way Um, so that's why you need to know the difference between melasma and just regular hyperpigmentation. And obviously the triggers are very much different as well. So let's just dive right in. What does it look like? So this is a little trick that I learned in school and I thought always worked really well when we talk about melasma. So melasma, when you look at someone's face, usually melasma is located on the forehead, the cheeks, and around the mouth. And normally... I mean, in like 95% of cases, melasma kind of looks like a geographic map. So it's never just like one little spot. You know how hyperpigmentation or just like regular sunspots, you're going to look at your skin and they're like little dots here and there and they kind of make a bundle together. Melasma, however, is kind of like a country on a geographic map. It's really like a spread that looks very uneven. It's not circular, really. It just looks like a big map. And usually it's located on the cheeks, the forehead, and or around the mouth. So that's kind of how you can distinguish, okay, this is probably melasma. Um, however, the triggers are very different compared to hyperpigmentation. So just let's let's just get into the triggers and the most important one to consider are hormones that's why melasma usually is associated with the term pregnancy mask because a lot of women go through you know the developing phase of having melasma while they get pregnant and the problem with that is that when you're pregnant you know your hormones are all over the place so that's why sometimes it kind of pops out when you are carrying a child so like i said before melasma melasma is not dangerous at all but it can be a little annoying to look at and to live with because it's it's legit on your face right Um, so let's just do a little recap on melanin production all right so melasma is essentially an overproduction of a pigment called melanin 
melanocytes are the responsible cells that create the production of melanin in the dermis. So they get bundled up into melanosomes and move their way up to the surface of the skin and create an uneven color on the skin. And unfortunately, kind of like rosacea that we talked about last week, or the week before, I don't remember, um, no one really knows what causes melasma. But we are aware of a few triggers that do trigger the flare-ups of melasma or the development of melasma. And like I said before, hormones are normally the number one thing. UV exposure and skin irritation. As I said a little earlier, women are just more prone to it, unfortunately, than men. Uh, people that are pregnant or on the birth control pill, because when you're on the birth control pill, it kind of mimics pregnancy hormones. So again, we have the hormone uh, trigger there. And deeper skin tones. So people that have a Fitzpatrick type 3, 4, 5 and up, you have more active melanocytes. So it's easier for you guys to develop melasma, unfortunately. The last one that is obviously a very big one, DNA genetics. If you have someone in your family or just someone that's directly linked to you, like your mom um, or your aunt, for example, chances are that you have a you have very much higher chances of developing melasma throughout your life. So you're probably wondering how the hell do we treat that skin disorder? So don't worry about it. There are ways to treat it. However, you need to understand kind of the same idea as rosacea. It is very complex and is very deep within the skin. So you will always have to maintain the condition and be a step ahead before it blooms out on you. Okay, same thing as rosacea. You will always have it within you. But if you find the good treatments and the good tricks and the good habits in order to manage it and control it and let it be at like a very minimum, then you can live with it and it's fine. But you're always going to have to be in that maintaining kind of uh, phase in order to have it less intense on your face. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing as rosacea. Melasma is just that skin disorder that just stays within you and you just have to learn to live with it but trust me there are ways to work around it and we're just going to get right into it now so first and foremost habit wise you need to really limit your sun exposure and your heat exposure so melasma is a photo aging disorder so uv exposure is crucial obviously and heat in excessive expose exposition can stimulate the melanocytes partying so you know obviously with uv rays the heat comes with it so so it's kind of like a two-in-one. You want to make sure you protect your skin. You want to make sure that you wear a hat most of the time when you're, you know, in the summer times. I actually started doing that. I bought myself a trucker hat. I used to love trucker hats when I was a teenager. I would wear them all the time. And I just, I was just like, you know what? Like, I can't, I don't want my skin, first of all, to like prematurely age. I'm relatively a pale, like I'm a, I'm a blondish kind of type I'm not, I'm not fair, but I don't want to have any premature aging or any UV ray spots. You know, I want to make it really, really uh, safe for my skin to age. So I actually bought a trucker hat the other day and um, I love wearing it. Like it's, uh, it just makes my life so much easier. I do wear my SPF on my skin every two hours. I have never, <laughs> ever in my life, I'm 29 years old, I have never used so much SPF 
in my life <laughs> before now. So I'm 29 years old. I'm wearing a hat every time. I, well, not every time, but most of the time that I go outside or I play outside or if I'm just sitting outside, I will wear my trucker hat. Yes, girl. <laughs> I wear my trucker hat and I wear my SBF. They're my two new BFFs during the summer times. As I said, limit your sun exposure and limit your heat exposure as well. Now, treatment options. You have two things that you can do to lighten your uh, melasma. IPL, intense pulse light, is great because it can penetrate deep within the skin layers where the melasma is formed. Uh, IPL, we have a lot of clients that do their initial series and they come in every four months or so to kind of maintain their melasma situation, which is a great formulation. Again, everyone is unique. Everyone doesn't react the same. Uh, so it's important to go see a professional when it comes to professional treatments uh, because they will be able to establish and to learn your skin with you uh, because yeah, melasma is very tricky. And I keep saying this because um, I remember once we had um, we had someone um, that had really unrealistic expectations with the IPL. And, you know, we said, listen, you're always going to have melasma, always. So you have to maintain it. And um, this client wasn't grasping the concept that melasma is something that you will always have to maintain. She thought she was going to do three treatments and then it would disappear completely. So <laughs> we were like, no, we never told you that. But it's just to tell you, um, and this client no longer comes, she has really unrealistic expectations, but it's just to tell you that when you have melasma or rosacea, you just have to learn to live with a disorder and you just have to be one step ahead all the time, which is doable, but it's all on you. You have to make sure that as soon as you jump in on the train of taking care of your skin, especially those skin disorders, you have to commit especially if they bother you. I mean, if they bother you, then do something about it and just commit. You'll be happier, happier. <laughs> you'll be happier in the long run if you commit and you follow the instructions and you do, you know, the home care and everything and the treatments and you'll be so happy, trust me. If you have melasma and, you know, you're kind of like researching the little tips and tricks and you're not really doing anything on your skin to help, trust me, once you decide to really fully commit and to do the treatments and to just maintain You'll be such a happy clam, I promise. Another great treatment to get done uh, in order to help melasma is um, chemical peels. Chemical peels are great to treat the surface pigments um, because they break up the pigment cells um, that have risen to the surface. Uh, risen? Risen? <laughs> the ones that are at the surface, the, the, the surface chemical peels will really help with that. I love using glycolic acid because it is the smallest molecular size, so in all the AHAs that you have. Um, so it will go a little deeper within the skin layers um, and it will help your skin exfoliate uh, the uneven pigments off of your skin. So home care. When you have melasma or rosacea, it's important to have an established home care regimen in order to help your skin stay in the um, maintain phase, if I can say so. When it comes to melasma, I like to include topical pigment inhibitors. So that will block the tyrosinase action. So it stops the signal that is sent to the melanocyte so they won't have the message to produce the melanin. Okay, so basically that's what it does. So you're going to find your classics Arbutin, uh, vitamin C, and azelaic acid. Those are the three most popular ones. Now again, 
it all depends on your skin type because yes you can have melasma but you can also be sensitive you can also be oily you can also be uh dehydrated so it's important to pick the right ingredients for you and for your skin type i personally love arbutin um we have um, a booster in the swiss line collection it's the evenness booster and it can be literally included in any kind of skincare regimen you don't have to use swiss line for all your products you can just slip it in you wear at night and it's it's a great ingredient that is not an acid and that is not aggressive on the skin so if you guys want to give it a try i'll put the link in the podcast description but um it is a great brightening ingredient if you have melasma now another thing that i will recommend is to make sure that you have a chemical and a physical exfoliator at home and the reason why is because when we do both it really gives a 360 effect on the skin now again every skin is different some skins can't tolerate the physical exfoliator which is fine uh, then you do other things but in general i like to recommend both especially if you have if you have melasma and if you can tolerate the two types of exfoliation i love it because the chemical exfoliation will dissolve the glue that keeps your pigmented cells together so they're, they're going to like go up the, on the surface of your skin and then they'll be ready to be exfoliated from like off of your skin so this is where your mechanical exfoliation really benefits because it, it'll really literally lift it off your skin and take it off so it works really well together and one of the classic treatments that I like doing at work is a microdermabrasion with a glycolic peel. Boom. The skin is freaking bright and the skin is breathing and it's just so, so, such a good treatment on the skin. It's, it's amazing. So the combination of a physical and a chemical exfoliation at home, if you have melasma and if you can tolerate the two types of exfoliation, I strongly, strongly recommend in order to brighten up your skin tone. As I mentioned before, heat is also a trigger to melasma. So if ever, for example, you've been out all day um, and it's summertime and it's really warm outside and you come back home and you're like, wow, my skin's really retaining a lot of heat, make sure you have a mask a gel mask or something to soothe your skin at the end of the day so you can you can ish kind of remove some of the heat that is stuck inside because heat will trigger the blooming of melasma so worst case if you do not have a cooling mask at home uh, if you do pop it in the fridge 15 minutes before you do it and then do it trust me it's going to cool your skin right down if you don't have a mask um, you can also use ice cubes in a moist towel not directly on your skin so moisten your towel put your ice cubes in and then rub the ice cubes on your face for about like 10 minutes circular motion you know you can do some lymphatic draining whoa <laughs> you can also do some lymphatic draining at the same time so it's quite nice on the skin um, if you want to double wham it you can do the mask for 10 minutes and then instead of removing your mask completely, use the ice cubes in a moist towel and just kind of do circular motions on the skin while your mask is on your skin um, to kind of give you like a double treatment. So you can do that as well if you've got too much heat going on. It's a good trick at home to do. 
I really truly hope that this episode was helpful to you if you have melasma. Uh, we have plenty of clients that are just maintaining their melasma and they're coming in once every four months for an IPL and it works really really well on their skin but they do understand that it's a treatment that they will have to continuously do because the condition doesn't just disappear. It really doesn't. You can maintain it to a point that you can only like you only come in once every six months which is awesome um, but you just have to kind of have to learn how to live with it um but yeah if you have the condition don't worry about it there's plenty of things we can do like you just listen to the podcast we can do a lot of things and i hope it makes you feel better that you're not the only one that has this skin disorder there's so many women that develop this condition it's very common you are not alone and no one has perfect skin we all have little issues that needs to be fixed and that need to be maintained throughout our entire life right? It's kind of like working out. It's kind of like being healthy. You have to consistently do it in order to see consistent results, right? So on that note, I hope you guys have a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, at whatever time you're listening to this. And we look forward in chatting with you very soon. You can always reach me on IG at the Meta Fairy or at Meta Aesthetics. And if you have any more questions, you know how to reach me and we will chat very, very soon.